another episode, very special episode, because we have our brother yes. here with us, special, special guest. Um, I can't wait to get into this conversation. Uh, it's a lot to talk about, a lot to tackle, yes. a lot of topics uh, to go over. So I think uh, it's an important conversation we're going to have tonight, uh, but a very, very necessary conversation to have. Definitely. Um, I'm excited to be able to talk about um, a bunch of things. This individual that we have here on the show today, um, known him for over a decade now, met in college, um, but uh, has gone on to do some really, really incredible things. You may not recognize him with his new, <laughs> his new do, but if you, I'm going to put the clip on here. That is him. Um, so I've been able to do some incredible things in the music entertainment industry. Um, and so uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get into it. What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So I don't, I don't want to go into a, a question, but more so, like, give us your background and how we all met since she started. Take us back. Yes. Take us back. So it all started in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> well, you was already there. I was. I was there. You weren't there. I wasn't there yet, no. 2011. I'm coming from Chicago. I don't know how I ended up at Eastern. Like, literally, like, they definitely was giving me the most scholarship money, so that's literally, I think, the only reason why okay. I went there. Brittany was, like, one of the first people black that people. I met. So, I, <laughs> you weren't the first, you weren't the first black, but you were probably, like, the third, though. <laughs> so, we went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution. Um, that was my first um, introduction to white culture. Like being immersed in, like I knew white people and everything, but like, <laughs> like literally, you, yeah, we, we in that thing. Yeah, it's it's a different, it's definitely a different, and we'll talk about, we need to definitely talk about surviving Eastern for sure. Um, but yeah, so we were the first. I was the third black person you met. Yes, but we met in the music building mm -hmm. during Angels of Harmony Gospel Choir uh, rehearsal. We used to rehearse on Thursday nights, yep. six six to nine thirty or something. Super long, but that's where we met, and like literally from the time we met, we just got tight. Like always in each other rooms, working on music. This one, I I, I wasn't going outside like that. I no, wasn't. Steve wasn't about I wasn't kicking Steve it. Steve was already. Y'all If you know him today, <laughs> you would a thousand percent not believe he was who he was at that time. If we was about to drink, turn up, even just watch Glee. <laughs> I have to get up out of there. He didn't want to get in trouble. I have to get up out of there. That was a different time. It was. That was a different time. But literally, like all through, all through Eastern, like we was, we was running the, the Philly streets for sure. Know, outside, music this, church that, playing wherever. Like 
did you get into the music department? Because she said that she did some uh, gospel. So the thing, the thing that people don't understand when it comes to like being in the music, in a music education system, is that especially when you go to um, a predominantly white institution, is that it's it's the classical version of music. And as typically black culture, unless you go to a performing arts school, you're 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 taught by a professor that was taught by somebody who might not really even have the full music acumen to teach you the details of it, right? I did music in high school, all four years of high school, mm -hmm. but it was like, all right, we on the drum line. Yes, I was on the drum line. I was on drum line too. That's really, what, that was probably another reason. Yeah, and we, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, we were taught the, the music from somebody who just played it. So like, if you think about the movie Drumline and how Devin couldn't read music, mm -hmm. that's how I was actually taught at school though. Like in a program, they taught you by showing you. And so when you go to these colleges, um, most mo what I didn't know at the time is that they're looking for somebody who can do Ave Maria. Like you're supposed to, okay. you know, come in and do your opera or whatever, your classical rendition. And I came in there singing James Fortune. <laughs> like the Church song. Church is James. The song said, the song says, raising that child all by yourself. All right? <laughs> the first line. I don't even know that. Bro, I feel like I sang the Lord's Prayer. But at least it's close. That it's is hymn. definitely close. And it's a Christian university, so the fact yeah. that you sang a hymn that I, oh, he might know the Lord. I'm singing James Fortune thinking this is a gospel song, so they should be fine with this, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, like the, the provisional aspect of getting into it is based off of like either they need more people to be in the program and definitely people that look like us. Damn. Because I don't really, I, I think at that period of time, there might have been like maybe two or three black people, yes. black students in that department. In yeah. Um, and so it was really, they needed us, one. And two, um, you know, you're kind of giving us a provisional opportunity to be a part of it without saying, you suck, or you're not white, <laughs> or you don't know what to do. The whole point of me being here in my eyes is for you to teach me that. Right. So I was in on the provisional uh, entrance. Let me ask y'all this, though, because y'all both have this in common. Y'all are PKs, especially you. So, especially because he has a home church. Just there, just home church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, people right. just think Fact. my church is my dad's church. Right. It's completely different. But, y'all kind of grew up. I grew up churchy too, but not in the church like y'all. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. what was that transition like? Growing up in the church, and then what, what, what kind of effects you see that now <laughs> in your adult life? Like, in college or like today? Like, okay, let's take. Let's take from example of when you had to go had to go to church mm -hmm. as a child and stuff like that, and now being an adult, what have you seen change in like either your but not religion but more so like relationship relationship with God? Yeah. For me, I feel like it's um, definitely more in a less traditional approach. A lot of things growing up you see in church are made up, literally. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like not having any biblical substance or like not based in anything like of what we're at the core of what we're supposed to believe. It's like pomp and circumstance. So it's mm. like you know a lot of that I've kind of left by the wayside um, and really started to experience like personal relationship, like you were saying. Mm. Um, and that's so much of a difference because you're carrying that 
throughout your entire day, you know, throughout your thought process, through your mind. Like, it's different from just showing up for service or right. showing up for Bible class. Or, you know what I'm saying? What it used to be. Yeah. yeah. It, it did seem like routine when you're waking up. Like, I'm going to church because my parents are going to church. But I don't and know why I'm going. Yeah, I think <laughs> for me, um, to, my relationship with spirituality and church in particular at present day, like he said, like you grow up and it's just stuff that you start doing monotonously because that's what I've always done. And so I go to church on, for me, the Sabbath on Saturday because that's what I was told to do. And so going to college, when you first get that first vibe of freedom, it's like, well, if I ain't got to go, I never got an option to not go. So this is my moment to choose to be there or choose to not be there. And then once you're, if you're in music like us, where you're like serving at a church or you're hired at a church, because I feel like serving and being hired are two different things too. You can choose to serve where you're hired. You can serve where you're hired. But um, I think um, sometimes I've been in plenty of situations where I just work there. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I'm not in all, I'm gonna give you my best. Like you're not gonna get, I'm not gonna like half-ass it, but you're gonna, you're gonna understand that I'm here to work. And um, I think when you get into that aspect of music and church, it can become also routine because I'm only actually here to get my check. I have been in plenty of situations where I've left the church because I don't got to the point where I'm literally only showing up for my money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want church to feel like that. And so as an adult now, it's kind of like reframing how you see the Bible itself. That's where I'm at right now in learning um, from a more modern, not a modern, I don't want to say a modern standpoint, but utilizing what's in the word and, and making it make sense to my today. And I think growing up as a pastor's child, you're just fed all the information from the Bible, but it's never made applicable to your life. And so I just feel like I, I can quote all day. I can tell you story after story after story. I know how the story goes. I know how the story ends, but I can't tell you why that matters for me. I can't tell you how to apply to your life. And so I would say right now I'm in a place with, uh, it's kind of like unlearning and relearning and understanding in a place where it allows God to speak to you today through something that you feel like you've been reading. I literally feel like I ain't never read the Bible my whole life now. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, y'all started, I guess, music in church, Mm though. And that's where y'all got y'all love for it, so to speak. Because how do you get to Eastern out of all places? Out of all places. Literally. How do you get to Eastern's campus with a private Christian college, y'all? It's a private Christian college. How the heck do you get It's to literally you? God. So speaking of my dad being a pastor, so he didn't become a pastor until I was like 10. So prior mm-hmm. to that, um, he was a deacon, you know, at our former church. Um, <laughs> and it's even interesting, you know, just as a child seeing your father evolve progress you know what I'm saying so I never thought of him as a pastor you know what I'm saying but seeing him in that role you know that you know we, we switched denominations so the we grew up our first church was Baptist but ended up going to an Advent Christian church so basically that What's denomination that? is just about the second coming pretty much. <laughs> the second coming. same thing different color like it's <laughs> one guy but um, so at the time this is a new like uh, denomination that we're part of. So it's a whole infrastructure at the time. So they actually have ties with Eastern. So that's the only way oh, we wow. knew about. Oh. So literally that's how that's how I 
they, they told us you should go visit. We set up a campus tour. We flew out there that day, um, had some scholarship money. You know, I was a, in a leadership fellows program. I'm the like, only niggas in here that didn't have no, no money from this place. You were making too much money. I wasn't making a dime. Was rolling but you came from you came from a really really, I wouldn't say high class family, but y'all were making great money as a family. Danny Ray is rich. Okay. Listen, you know fast, fast, fast food will tell you everything you know about your parents, the stuff that you never knew about your parents. You learned from fast food. That's a yeah. fact. Because I looked at fast food, I said, Wow. Wow. Bro. You have to get him by. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, I'm trying to figure out why nobody ever gave me no money. But really? so so you now have scholarships. Both of y'all actually were very well off in college from a scholarship, a, a financial aid standpoint of being in the receiving posture. To be <laughs> That's the only reason I was there. I'm, Literally, I'm about to say I'm, I'm trying to think how much in loans I had to actually pay. Because Eastern was like what forty thousand. Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. By the time we left, it was forty. Yeah, I was about to say a year. Like yeah. Well, was it a year or something? No, it was a, a year. year. A year. Yeah. personal statements like all the essays you got to write for college i'm like yes i want to be a dentist but i love music i love singing in the uh like in my spare time like they're like are you sure this is what you want to do because at the time it was just like music wasn't a viable option like it's not something that people grow up yeah, to do sure. you know yeah. i never saw that i never saw you know outside of church or working at a school you know i never saw anybody do it like mainstream you know mm -hmm. so it was never even an option. I was looking for safety. I was looking for security. And granted, I was looking at that, but I, my parents in my ear too. Like, you first of all, you going to school. Right. Like, so what, that's not what did they say when you told me you was majoring in music? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> you sure that's what you want to do? Because they, they, they ain't seen nobody do it either. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm like, what is a music degree? You know, what, what can you do? They to try, day, you know? They actually don't know to this day. What do you think about That's really wild. Because you really don't need a, a degree, to you know, music. to do music. Um, I'm personally yeah, yeah. blessed. Like, literally. Yeah. No, like, that's not okay. Well, the truth of the matter is, like, when you, like, from a music degree standpoint, it's like, I say the first time I ever used any of that information was this past February. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the Grammys. Well, we, I'm about the Grammys, we're going to get to that because. Our gatekeeper. <laughs> Alright, so let, let's let's transition to Well you definitely just asked about how we both got to Eastern Sacramento. I'm sorry. Well you <laughs> But we need to move on from Eastern. <laughs> but I think that but that is a very pivotal point of even us sitting in this room. You know what I'm saying? Everybody thought me and Steve were dating for definitely did. I'm crying. <laughs> and yeah, they definitely we people that went to the school didn't go to the school. Like we just we sing together, so yes, we take pictures together every time. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's a Obviously, he's a, he a nigga all over my page, so they're like, oh, this must be her dude. And I'm like, this is just my friend. We can't be friends taking pictures. 
Then I met Mount, and you remember that day <laughs> Steve walked in on us one time, and I know that oh sounds crazy, but we weren't doing anything. It was like the second day that we had even been talking. And Steve, you know, as normal. I'm just pulling up to the room. Bust into the room like, eh, ooh. I, I exited so fast. I'm like, ooh, so sorry. We were literally just sitting there having a conversation, though. It was our first talk, like, in real life. And this nigga Steve come busting that joint like, hey, what's ooh. See y'all later. Establishing my own relationship outside of, you know, y'all. So I feel like, you know, with Mount and Michelle, like just really, you know, talking to them for myself, you know, really seeing where they head at, what what the what the goal is, what, what the vision is, you know, going through that process. I feel like that that helps me get an understanding outside of y'all, um, and even helps it make sense to me, like mm-hmm. the dynamic. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that can work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense. <laughs> it's the balance there. I see the, yeah, I see I the balance. Like it uh, might end up perhaps. Well, perhaps. No, I mean, I'm not sure. Not Yes, but that number two, Number two, bacon. 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 GT is done. So, let's talk about, like, when we got out of college, because yeah. you from, originally from <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. And you pretty much uproot everything and go to LA. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like going to LA from Philly and being from Chicago to now flying? So let me just say when I first went to Philly, I'm like, what is this? Like it's like <laughs> Chicago, like y'all, like but when I tell you I love Philly, like I love the food, I love the slang, I love the city. The street's small, but I, I still love the street's small. <laughs> but no, that was my first time like outside of my, my city. And that, that was the first time I felt like my worldview was expanded. It's like, oh, the world is bigger than your backyard. Mm-hmm. The world is bigger than, than your hood or your street, you know. So that began to open my mind, you know, and then having experiences, you know. And then transitioning to, you know, me graduating, me moving back home. Um, when I when I moved back home, it really started, it, I don't know if y'all can agree, but after graduation, it was like, ooh, I knew I wasn't going back to school. I know you did, but I did, but I don't even school like, to take one for y'all. I'm like, yeah, you 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 did, because I was like, no, there's no way I'm going back. And after that, it just felt like my life started over. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm, I ain't really tied down to nothing right now. I'm not, you know, going back to school. It's, it's like I know I want to do music, so I was at in Chicago doing Uber, working at the church full time over all the music, um, really starting to get my feet in and. Chicago music scene, mm-hmm. you know, making my way around the open mics, R&B scene, and everything. Um, you had a band. Did I have a band at the time? Peace band. Shout out to my boys. Shout out to Calvin. We literally started that. And speaking of Calvin, when I first graduated, I came back home. We met at a, a homie studio, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm gonna move to LA." I'm like, "Dude, that's dope. Like, right, go right. ahead, do that." He was like, 
Yeah, you should come with me. Because he's out there trying to, he plays drums and he was trying to get on tours with artists and everything. And we asked him to come with him. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to L.A. That's crazy. <laughs> never have been to L.A., never had, just just never been, never even saw that in my in my worldview. And he's like, yeah, you should come with me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. But after that, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, uh, some personal family things happened um, with my sister um, and her pregnancy and having my nephew. And it, at the time, you know, that kind of took me back. I'm like, OK, I want to help with the fam and everything. I want right. to, you know, stand looking for jobs and everything and, you know, just having a conversation with my with my family, with my, with my parents. Uh, my dad was like, that little money you bring in the house ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> So you might as well go ahead. Shout out to Big Steve. No, for real. Shout out to him and, and shout out to both of them because I, I just be like, dang, like, it was it was really just in the moment he was like, if you don't go, like, you can't do what I what I taught you, what I put into mm-hmm. you. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I'm getting that push, it's like, bet you know, might as well go. So literally, right. hop on a flight on a Tuesday, Southwest, forty one dollars. Dang, fly to L. A. This nigga got a flight for forty one dollars. With all my bags, I think I had like two k, twenty five hundred. Like that's it. (laughs) Literally, Calvin came pick me up from the airport. So he was already there. He was already there at the time. So how long? And what the crazy part about it is, where we stayed, his parents lived there when they stayed in in L. A. This spot we came to. Yes, the first spot. Yes, first spot. The one that actually looked like. Yeah, yeah, it was getting doing so. Um, that's where they stayed. So he was out there scoping it already and ended up finding that. And so I came and we had a place to stay. And I'm just like, thank God for like provision because in my 22 year old mind, I'm not thinking of like, nigga, you gotta like provide for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm gonna go down there and do a few auditions, like two weeks tops, three (laughs) weeks. I'm gonna be doing something. Something finna come through. No. Absolutely not. Like, had to hit the ground running finding jobs. Like, I lived in a, in a predominantly Hispanic area. So, a lot of them, like, you don't speak, you don't yeah. speak Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? You're not bilingual. You know, like, so it was just like finding a job was so hard. And, and at the same time, I didn't know anybody on the LA music scene mm. at all. Mm. Like, That's not crazy. a soul. So, I'm like having to get, get out here hit open mics, perform, and, like, you know, get my face out there. And just going through that process, meeting people, understanding people. People are weird. People are interesting. (laughs) Just, like, and just, you know, just coming from a place of, like, yeah, you don't know me. Yeah, I'm here to to do what I do. Maybe I don't look like, you know, at the time, what you think, like perform more artists should look like so even with that that already had me like oh, I can't I can't rock with a lot of y'all like that because it's mm-hmm. like yeah you treat me one way when you first meet me then I get up on stage I do my thing energy different as soon as I come off like, what that's, was, that's corny what was the energy it's like it's like, like a, it's like a hey what's up my name's Steve nice to meet you you like mm, okay <laughs> it's like that what? energy like you know what I'm saying very short but and people ain't gotta you know what I'm saying? Go over yeah. the top. You know, right. but you know the energy that you bring. Yeah. And then when somebody give you a response like that, I'm like, I'll never say hey to your ass again. 
This is after they heard you sing. No, no, no. So that's before. Then get off. Oh, and then they change. Yes, Mike. They try to treat you a little bit. Just be regular. Now, what that hasn't been my whole experience, and I found my tribe and my community there. Um, but it's definitely a, a interesting process. Just it's more mental yeah. than anything. I was gonna ask you too, like, because um, you moved a year before me. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I didn't move to LA, but to Atlanta. And I remember talking to you like, "Yo, what, bro, what's the transition really like?" And like, when you're talking about relocating to somewhere that you've never been, you don't know anybody. Like, what would you say to somebody about that process in regards to? Because I, I had the same mindset, like. Cause I knew people in Atlanta. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, niggas about to put me on. Yeah, I'm about to have me right. a gig. I'm about to be cool. Like whatever, whatever. I couldn't get any work for a long, like to the point where if I got one gig, if you ask me how much I charge, I gotta charge you at least five hundred dollars. Cause I'm on the next yeah. one. <laughs> I gotta charge you five hundred dollars. I might be ass that day, yeah. but I'm definitely charging five hundred dollars. I'm definitely getting the check, and I'm definitely moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So like, what would you say in regards to like, do you feel like people when they move to a place to do something entertainment wise that we can move from an entitled space of like Absolutely. I know I'm an entitled space from that that uh vantage point, but also from just a living standpoint. Like mm-hmm. people can't start over. Like nigga, I was in a one bedroom sharing it with Calvin. Like right. I'm in a living room, like bed in the living room, like oh, no Wi Fi, like you know what I'm saying? Like bugging yeah. it. Like yeah, and a lot and not to say that you have to go through that, but if you ain't got the bread and you you trying to do something, yeah. then it's like Okay, something got to give, mm-hmm. you know, and so you can't, have you can't, you know, and so I feel like you know people are, and understandably so, but people are afraid to start at zero or at least be seen at not having. And yeah. you know? what's funny about yeah. that, just that phrase in general, is like you're afraid to be seen not having when the people who, like, who would know that? Who, like, mm-hmm. who would know that you were sleeping on a deflated air? Who would know that? You know what I'm saying? But it's like that's the that's the premise of like why we will or won't do something or I don't want to be seen like that. It's like, nigga, you not I, you. If that's how you feeling, you're definitely not bringing nobody over here. So how do they know? <laughs> right. Unless I'm out here saying, hello, everybody, this is how I'm living. Because yeah, I definitely did too much moving out here. Mm-hmm. I wish my situation was a lot lower key. I mean, obviously my rent was cool, but I'm buying all this stuff. I'm I'm like. I got cable. She had cable the you first day. The first day she had cable. Well, that, that was my daddy's fault why I had cable. Why? Because when he went to return the U-Haul, this had money, you know. He went to return the U-Haul at the U-Haul place. They was offering cable. Yeah, they sell they the cable, cable out the U-Haul place. And That's like, crazy. Hey, you know, he's going to set it up. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, That's man. Wild. So how much is it? They're like, yeah, it's like an $85 install. I'm like, oh, man. And you know, I got I had younger siblings at the time. They're like, we need a Wi-Fi code, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who are you even talking to? You're seven. Right. Like, what are you doing? That's and so, but it's like, you know, I wish I would have done things differently because, you know, you moved with 2000. I'm talking to Steve. We was, were we at a wedding or something? You were in D.C. for something with me. Yeah. And we were walking back. It was, I don't remember where we were. It was like we was at a wedding or something. talking to you about it and I was like, yeah, bro, I done saved up 20 grand and you sitting there like, oh, you going to be fine. God, <laughs> 20 grand compared to my <laughs> But it's like, I think, I think the 20 grand was also a sense of entitlement to how I was now living, to just do whatever and squander as if, as if, 
when I get here, two weeks time, like you said, two yeah. weeks time, I'm gonna have me at least a church gig or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the people I know, oh, the niggas I know, I should easily be making five to six hundred a week. Yeah. And that didn't happen yeah, at right. all. I just thought, I'm pretty sure I, I end up having to, like you said, Uber. Uh, I didn't do that. Lyft was a little scary. Mm-hmm. But Uber, I was babysitting kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like you said, you really got to go out and get it. Like, you can't have it all. A whole nanny out here, bro. If it was an enterprise, we would have been back home. A thousand percent. Like, you can prepare how you want to before you get to a place, but you don't know what the vibe is going to be because you're not there. You know what I'm saying? Until you're actually in it, you know? And so, um, I think it's dope that you did with, like, like, seeing your progression from remembering the beginning and I think that's the dope part about friendship and that's why um, I'm grateful to have been a part of your life for 10 years because the stuff that you're talking about and the stuff that you're seeing and the successes that you had and stuff we used to talk about over a, a five dollar bottle of E&J in the, bree- yeah. in the breezeway that me and Steve Definitely. had to split that five dollars and mm-hmm. we split a couple like why didn't somebody just get it <laughs> why did we split five dollar personal bottle of E&J but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's stuff that you talk about. And it's like, I feel like it's hard to, well, let me not say it's not hard. Because for me, I've maintained a lot of my friendships that I've had for a long time. And I heard, I had a friend, um, one of my newer life friends, at like, Lil, like, you got a lot of friends. And I was like, I want to say I got a lot of, like, close friends. But it's like, it's like you, Michelle Obama talked about this um, on her, her special for her, her last book where she's like, I have a lot of friends because they're from different areas of life. They're yeah, from yeah, different yeah. moments in life. And so, you know, I have my childhood friends. Like, I got Danae Lauren Tamra. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've been here my whole life, the yeah. entire life. You know what I'm saying? Then I move into college and I meet you, Mayor, Mount Corey. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. you have that core group of people that are part of your life. Then I relocate and move to Atlanta. Now you got, you know, London. You got uh, Gigi. Gigi. Well, I've known Gigi since I was 13, but we didn't become friends when we moved to Atlanta. I've known her my whole life, too. But mm-hmm. we didn't become friends, so we both moved here. So you got G, you got, you know, all these different people that you, all the different couples that we're now connected to, all that different stuff. And then we get into business. So I have my friends that understand, like, it's, it's hard to have a conversation about our business at the time with people who aren't immersed in that culture. You mm-hmm. just don't. I can tell you all that, but you might not really get what I'm talking right. about. You might not get what I'm where I'm coming from. And so... I think it's really, really dope when you can maintain friendships as adults over time because there's this culture that has been created that it's like sometimes you need to let go of your date runs. Your date twos might, might change your life. Like, yeah, but... <laughs> like, it was dudes that used to be like, if I can't build with you, if you can't come build this business with me, I can't chill with you. I'm like, I don't like that. Because I want, if anything happened to all this and all y'all who was conditional relationships... I have people that I still that still gonna have my back who have had my back in my highs and in my lows Thanks. who knew me when I didn't have nothing when I wasn't nobody nobody knew my like those people because when they see your successes it's that much sweeter yes. and so like I remember the 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 bed I remember the move I remember the struggles I remember the first gigs and to see how you've elevated and who you've become you know what's it's, crazy because back then it didn't seem like niggas was living in poverty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was right. Like it was like, yo. The, but that's the thing. You know, it was like, Steve got a crib. We go, we go to see him in his crib. Pull up at Steve. I'm not thinking, like, no, this shit is not a sweet. <laughs> we just was saying, you're right. Every one of y'all cribs. Literally, been like, every one of y'all cribs. All nine of them. 
Literally. We move every year. We're moving again. <laughs> but it's crazy you just said self-inflicted because I even think about the like nobody forced you to move to LA. Nobody, nobody forced me to move to LA. You know what I'm saying? Not but it's like, and with me, I'm like, I had a car in, in Chicago. I had certain things. It's just like, mm-hmm. what? And I literally left all that <laughs> to try to get on the bus. To get on the bus. have a bed. To, it's just like for a dream, or for something you really want. And that's why I'm like, my biggest thing. Now it's like you can't teach anybody how to want it. Yeah. Like if you want something, you're gonna go get it. You're gonna figure it out on the way. Literally. Like nobody can make you want it. You Let, know? Let's talk about when you started getting some traction. Like what was your first you would say real gig in LA? Um, so speaking of the trip, before I get to the to the gig, the traction was shout out to me and my brother Calvin, because he's so much a part of this story too. Because we were like living like it's kind of like savage when you think about it. It's like, because mm-hmm. you notice the th- you notice between a, a need and a want real quick. Mm-hmm. So like That's all right. the necessities that we have in our home. So like even Wi-Fi. That's a like granted a if you work from home, yeah, yeah. you need it. Yeah. But like it's a want. It's a want. It's you legit. don't need it's it. A legit like because I used to walk to Starbucks every day. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. So it's possible. You know you're not gonna die if you don't have it. You know. Right. So it's like you notice that. So even in how we was moving. It's just like, okay, we don't need to spend money on that. We don't need that. We good. We focus on this. We focus on practicing at home or, you know, figuring out what's the mood this week as far as jam sessions or open mics. Or did you hear back from such and such? It was like we really adapted like an athletic mindset. And granted, me and him was in high school together on the drum line. He was my drum major. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> and so just us having that history. And then on top of that, it's just like, it was just easy to live together. You know what I'm saying? You can't live with everybody. Yeah. You know, especially that close. That's very true. You know what I'm saying? In a one bedroom, you can't do that. So it was really sweet. And I feel like God like really took care of that situation. And so it was just the grind, you know, the everyday, you know, encouraging each other, pouring into each other, going out into the world and figuring it out. Um, and that kind of that led to my first my first job there was America's Got Talent. Okay. So at that time, I didn't even know that they have like professional singers come in to like like amp the performance. So if one of the contestants uh, wants like background singers or wants a choir, mm-hmm. we in there. You know what I'm saying? And that was my first time seeing what TV money is and residuals and like all that. You know? So I was like, what is what is this? <laughs> and the guy that hired me for it, I immediately told him because I I did a few more things with him after that. I was like, I want to do what you do, bro. I'm gonna hire singers. I want to, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying, I want to do this, you know. And so that kind of started the journey mm-hmm. of, of of where I am now. But mm-hmm. it, it really started, you know. Yeah, that was the first main thing. But getting out around the city is just like that's a whole thing in itself because L. A. is so spread out. It is, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it's, if you don't have a car, it's like, well, you, you really got to figure it out. I was on like, <laughs> depending on how far stuff was and how much money I had, I get on a bus, train, take an Uber a little bit, get back <laughs> on the bus, like, depending on how far I got to go. Like, right. But it's just like crazy to have to even do, do that, you know? Yeah. But it's a. How about when thing. you, when you start singing, cause you, you start singing for a commercial at one time. How did you get that? Oh, yeah. Yes, Jerry? so that was. Right, he was singing for Jerry, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yo, Christmas time. Season. You saw Steve on TV. 
I want you to talk about that, but I also want you to talk about the business side of that, like how mm-hmm. that works as far as residuals. Yeah. So, um, 2019, uh, Jerrica Jewelers. So, I don't have a, a agent, a commercial agent or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in it with two other brothers that I had, um, and they, one of them has an agent. So, um, they get sent uh, emails for different mm-hmm. casting calls and everything. So, at this time, they were looking for singers for a commercial. Of course, in the description, it's very vague. It's mm-hmm. never, we need singers for Jared Jewelry. It's, it's never that. It's always very subtle. So, um, actually, it was a few rounds of auditions. I think they auditioned with another group of people. It was like a few few women involved as well. Um, but I guess they swapped that out. and just so happened it became us three. And so, it was a few rounds of, of auditions. And it was mainly thing of um, them so they wrote the songs and they wrote them how they how they saw it the jingles but the jingles yes okay. but it's just so funny how uh, white people interpret black blackness and black sound <laughs> and black right. music and all that so you know they're giving us the text and everything the lyrics they want us to sing the director's like yeah yeah can you um that was good that was good can you give me a little James Brown, a little, a little Isaac Hayes. They really talk like Bro, this. Like, like, oh my god! But it's like it's so it's so funny because just during that time, it was easy to go through that process because at the time I was doing Kanye Sunday Service. So right at that time, we like literally cranking out like changing stuff on the fly. Mm-hmm. All right, go back to this, change this. It was like okay, you got to be ready for whatever. So that kind of prepped us for that position, but. It was just the thing. We were singing live too. So you were singing the jingles. We were singing live? the jingles live too. Wow. So um, that. that was a thing. And having to execute like that on camera uh, and just be on, it was just a, a different experience um, and a dope experience that I definitely cherish um, because that was a good time for the residuals too. Yeah, so, about the business. So, business so from what I understand, um, and, and this was a, a I think a, the agent gets a certain percentage. I want to say like. Because I wasn't signed to her, she only took five percent. So I'm getting checks like maybe because this is this was a a, a national commercial, right? Like yeah. a national. My mom called me. Like, I think I seen Steve on yes. a commercial. I said, "Mom, you did." Literally <laughs> national. I knew it was. I knew it was national when I was in Wyoming. Oh wow! In a hotel, and it came on. On the TV. I saw it everywhere. I went every time I was watching anything. Yeah, especially yeah, because that was Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. but because it was well, you gotta think they started playing it during like right after Halloween. Yeah, like, yeah. Prepping for it, so it prepping like, for yeah that season from Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving and then all the way going into Christmas and then they ran mm-hmm. it back for um, February. Yeah, and so we actually did two sets of, of different things, and what it was cool to see that that process because now when I look at commercials, I'm like. It's probably how they did it. So I want to say the the first one was Christmas time. So we did like the full version of the scene. Of, I think it was us in a restaurant or something like that. And then they just cut that into like shorter mm-hmm. clips, like 15 second, 25 second, full mm-hmm. 35 second or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to see how that, that happens. And then the second time we did it, we did the, the concept that they created. But then 
we just did like an evergreen, they call it evergreen. Mm -hmm. So it's like they can show it any time of year, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of mm -hmm. holidays or whatever. Yeah. Do you get to check it any time they show it? And that's why I'm like, the pandemic really came and messed it up because we were supposed to come back and do some more. But man, what a time. It's, it's like when things are, so many things are happening and it's just going fast at the time. It's just like, I'm thankful. But am I really understanding like the magnitude? Because I was making a lot of money that year. Yeah. You had moved, you had moved out of that one business. So right? that, that was the year before. I was just getting off tour, getting off tour with me. And yeah, this is the middle. Dang, I didn't even know. I'm thinking mm -hmm. this. Okay. Okay, so, so I want to preface yeah. that with like, so the first time we had just started our business as well, um, things were starting to move for us, and we had went to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had went to Vegas <laughs> and uh, for a business trip. And I'm like, well, LA only four hours away. Let's go see if we can go see Steve. Because, like, at mm -hmm. what point would we ever be on the West Coast? And obviously, we were in the same boat of like, it ain't sweet right now, you know what I'm saying? So we have, we, we more than halfway here. Mm -hmm. We not gonna have no money to just come out here on our own. <laughs> <laughs> so let's make make use of this trip. Right. And take this for our, that was the dumbest and smartest thing we ever did because we had to drive back because our flight was the next day, mm -hmm. the next morning. Yeah. And we almost died on the way home. I mean, we just died <laughs> on the way back to Vegas. Yeah. Um, because I think we were waiting on you to get on a rehearsal. You were in rehearsal that whole I literally only day. saw y'all when y'all first got there. And when we left. Like yeah. you were literally pulling into the garage, like, all right, y'all, <laughs> drive safe. Um, but I remember something in particular when we came to your apartment because a lot of people will talk about, you know, I think one of the things we preface and that we take pride on talking about on our show and the reason why we want to feature our friends because we believe we have some of the dopest people in our lives that need more shine. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all seen him a hundred thousand times on your stories when anytime that video resurfaces every tw 12 days and somebody posts it. You'll see it a hundred thousand more million times. What, 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 what video? But, uh, yes, it comes up at least every right 12 days. But I say that to say, I remember when we came over to your house that day, seeing your vision board, and a lot of people, you know, I feel like we make them, but how intentional are we with the wording on it? And I remember specifically on that board it said um go on tour with beyonce and go on tour with kanye because kanye was your favorite artist mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah bro that's lit that's dope that's done mm -hmm. like you in there like blah 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 and you were about to come to <laughs> you were about to come to atlanta to visit us mm -hmm. like we had plans to do i don't know what we were doing y'all know how we get but you were supposed to come to atlanta and you called me like yo bro i'm not about to be able to come and i'm like what nigga you about to go be, be on tour Beyonce or something? <laughs> I, that was my literal response. Like, was that yeah, he And he just sat there like, I won't be able to make it. <laughs> and then like obviously after that, this was Coachella, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was uh, the tour yet. It was Coachella, and he was like, Yeah, I got this gig or whatever, so I'm gonna have to go into rehearsals, blah blah blah. I'm gonna make it come out there. Then this nigga's on Coachella. Talk about the truth behind that story that people don't know, right? About how you actually came about for that gig. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. So what's crazy, so this the year is twenty eighteen. I had just finished um, 
Well, I had just quit my, my job at Reseda High School in 2017, in November. No, I worked at an after school that program. That was my most consistent job out here. Like, I mean, out in LA. Yeah. I would always work in education if I need to. Thanks. If I need a little job or something. Thanks. Education. But it was, it was just, that's a whole nother story in itself, too, that I, we could talk about. But um, transition, I worked at Disneyland for their, their festival of the holiday season. So that was like three months. Top of 2018, I'm fresh. I'm full-time musician mm -hmm. you know my my first time since being out there like okay i'm in this for real it may be like march or something around that time um, i get a call from a local contractor saying hey are you available these two dates in april i was available one date but not the second because i was singing with kenny Lattimore at the time mm -hmm. and we were supposed to go to south africa wow. so also on my vision board i'm like travel to five different countries you know wow. so i'm like I'm gonna check one off right here, like, and I've been wanting to go to South Africa too. So I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm available one day, but not the other. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool, don't worry about it. That night I had a gig, the girl I had a gig with, she's like, yeah, did uh, such and such hit you about that audition? It was for Beyonce. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how did they just say that? <laughs> of course I know now why they say it, but it's like, dang, and that that kind of pissed me off a little bit. I got over it. A few days later, I get a text from another friend saying, hey, I just referred you for this big opportunity. Hopefully they reach out. Now, this is somebody that I've worked with in the past on sessions and stuff with. So that's how it works in, in the industry. So mm -hmm. pretty much word of mouth referral is a big way to get jobs, you know. Um, and so I'm like, okay, bet. Cool. I didn't ask him who it was or anything. Maybe the day or so after I get a text saying, hey, um, you will be receiving an email from the music director, blah, 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 for uh, Coachella rehearsals with Beyonce. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> boom. So mind you, at this point, there's a whole audition process. Mm -hmm. There's a whole, there's rounds of people that have been considered for it. Um, and I just walk in on the first day. <laughs> like, Hey, y'all. So I knew a few of the people, a few of the singers that had got hired and everything. Mm -hmm. So. I'm chopping it up with them, and then I see the music director. I go shake shake his hand, introduce myself. I'm like, hey, man, my name is Steve Epstein. Thanks so much for having me. Can't wait to, you know, go on this process. So he's shaking my hand, but kind of looking at me sideways. Like, who? Who is this? <laughs> he's like, you said your name is Steve Epstein? We were actually looking for this guy named Stevie Notes. Stevie Notes? <laughs> oh, I said, well, no, I'm not Stevie Notes. And... Like, mind you, everybody's looking at us now, so it's, like, super awkward. So I'm like, so you need me to sing? You need me to, like, audition right here or what? Like, you're like, no, you good. We'll see how everything pans out. So we finished the rehearsal process through Coachella. Finished Coachella. Ended up going into the process for On The Run 2 tour. Going on the Run 2 tour, that's my first tour. My first time going to Europe. My first time out of country. More than five cities. Way more, way more. How many cities was it? He said his goal, his vision board said five countries. Mm -hmm. We did 48 shows. So, Damn. and half of that was US. So, it would be like somewhere between 13 and 15 countries. Probably more than that. Yeah, yeah you saying you've been Rome? Yeah, literally. Like, That's so crazy. Rome was literally now just calling us, like, yo, I'm in the Coliseum. Like, crazy. What? what? The Coliseum? Yo, I'm in Egypt. <laughs> I wish we did go to Egypt. Like, 
But it's just so crazy. Like, just I could have never even fathomed. It's that. about it's about the fact that you're the wrong guy, and you're, yeah, you're, the, wrong guy. you're the wrong guy. And still, but was ready to go. Not even no, ready. Ready. ready to go. That ain't the word. The word is you're the wrong guy, but you're the right guy. You're right. Guy. Like yeah, you, yeah. you're the wrong. Like this is not who I asked for, and this is what I got. Like what I asked for versus what I got, mm-hmm. and you end up being the right guy because that was your opportunity, whether they asked for you or not. That's yeah. where God placed you. You were supposed to be there. You were supposed to get the tour. You were supposed to get all the stuff that you had already asked for yeah. because it was already laid out for you, whether they called for you or not. Yeah. What did you notice about Beyonce that kind of separates her? She's been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think consistency in this game is what separates, what weeds a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I can, she, she cares about, you know, not only what's happening, you know, outside her show, but with the show, like she's, she know everything that's going on, mm. like from what's happening musically to what's happening vocally to what's happening as far as lighting, staging, like, you know, choreography, you know, what we wearing, like she's really in tune, you know, and that was, you know, around the time I never saw myself being an artist, you know, until around that time because I, I saw it so up close, you, saw you it know, at the highest level. And, you know, being on that tour solidified for me. I had that those feelings maybe months prior, you know, and exploring my own artistic, you know, performance style and really just getting out my shell. But that really confirmed it. And I'm like, okay, I see it. I see it at the highest level, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah, really that makes sense. Sense. And then fast forward, you end up on Coachella a second time after that tour. Coachella a second time, 2019. With Sunday service. So right after we finished Beyonce's tour, um, we went to India and Dubai. We literally coming back. I'm in a U-Haul, moving into my my new place. I had put all my stuff in storage before we left, so I came back just looking to start fresh in the U-Haul. Get a call from the same guy that actually called me for America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Hit me like, yeah, Kanye wants to start a choir. Um, mm. Need your help getting some voices and everything. We start tomorrow. I think it was like the next day or two days after. That's what I. And that that situation was so random because it was like it was only supposed to be one weekend. Mm-hmm. He wanted to just do positive, positivity. That was the main word that was being used. It wasn't. It was never church. It was never Jesus, God. It was just like I just need some positive energy, positive mm-hmm. vibe, right? You know. So that started with us. You know, just taking. Covers of songs or, or hot songs that are classics or current, um, and just really tweaking the words to make them all positive. Like he was super adamant about word choice. Um, he didn't like certain words like no or negative sounding words or really? so even just in the music it was just all positive and you know nurturing in a way. Mm. Um, and that just that just continued to morph and snowball. Until what we know Sunday service is today, um, and they ended up doing Coachella mm-hmm. for the second time, and that was that was definitely an experience. And at this time, I'm kind of being elevated too. Right. So that's why y'all um, seeing flying in the middle. So. <laughs> I'm being elevated because I was asked to um, start helping arrange the music mm-hmm. for the choir and really um, assistant director. How did how did they know you did that? Though? 
So the same guy that called me for my first job, mm-hmm. the one I called and told him that I was trying to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep keeping that in mind, he 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 asked me like, yeah. So what are you what are you looking to do? Not knowing, I had to tell him like, oh yeah, Angels of Harmony, like direct with that. <laughs> You know, and, and I have been directing choir since I was like 10. Right. You know, so I have been doing it for a while. But when I first moved to L.A., I'm like, I ain't doing that church stuff. You know, you know, even from my artistry, I was just so adamant about my performance style. Prior to that, I had only done praise and worship. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrical vessels. You know what I'm saying? That's church. That was it. So I'm like, I can't say I want to do mainstream stuff and just be up here like, yeah, given the you know what I'm saying, so I was literally pushing myself like every time I performed, you know, I tried new things, I wasn't afraid to like fail in front of an audience. I'm like, I don't care, yeah, I know I'm singing, so I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, and I feel like people respect that, um, because people some people wish they could do that, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, all that to say, um, I forgot my point, but that's all right, but it was. Because you were talking about how you started ascending to the yeah. to the leadership. Oh, yeah. So all that, you know, just leading to a place of, um, you know, conducting every rehearsal. You mm-hmm. know, I'm fine-tuning the choir. You know what I'm saying? It was a team of us, so I didn't do it all on my own. But I put in a lot of work and a lot of time, you know. And at that time, because I love it so much, I'm not – and the hours were long. So at times, you know, you are tired. You are weary. But it was just from a place of, like, because I just love doing it. So it's yeah. like, it's second nature, like almost first nature in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, at the time, I wasn't looking at it as like sharpening my skills as a vocal producer or like, you know, as a, just somebody that just knows voices, how to, how to you know, pick the right voices and how to blend them and how to, you know? And so that, that at the time, that was a major, you know, teaching, teaching moment. You know, what do you think you learned the most from like that situation with Kanye and Sunday service and being, you know, going from just being kind of like a fly on the wall of watching the artistry and mastery of Beyonce to now like being a part of cultivating what that was that Kanye created? It's a it's a different different experience. Coming from her, you know, as a professional hire musician, you come in, you do your job, you go home. Right. You know, that's the job. You right. know what I'm saying? So I don't have no problem with that. <laughs> I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what I do, and I'm, we gonna we gonna keep it pushing, sure. you know. And with this, it was a little more hands on, and he was a different type of artist too, mm-hmm. because she's she's coming correct every time. Not and not saying and correct is I'll use it loosely. And when I say correct, I mean it's already done. It's structured. It's, structured, yeah. it's well rehearsed. <laughs> everybody on stage knows what's going on. Right. Like, everybody. <laughs> Him, he's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He won't in feel. He yeah. won't like mm-hmm. raw emotion. And a lot of times, raw you can't connect or give raw emotion if you're super rehearsed or super because right. it's not like it's something about that first take when you're recording like a video or somewhere you're mm-hmm. doing something for the first time that's like so raw and you're so vulnerable because mm-hmm. there's a level of unknown mm-hmm. to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was him. He didn't he didn't mind switching up stuff, taking mm-hmm. up taking out stuff, adding stuff. You know at the last minute or beforehand. Um, so it really showed me a different side of creativity mm-hmm. because it's not boxed. I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw Sunday service was, um, I don't know why we were 
in DC. Yeah, we but went to DC. Y'all were at Howard, and you oh, yes. like, yo, you at, you at home? I need you to come to the like, we at, we at Howard tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, say less. Like, we in there. And it was like a sunrise service or something. Mm, it was very It was like, I think it was like 7 or 8 o'clock. We literally just sound checking at like 4. Oh, my Christ. It was <laughs> early, but I'm like, my God, I got there. I got to go support my boy outside. I'm going to make sure that I'm in there. Um, but I like from what you're saying in regards to like the raw emotion and that connectivity of it, especially with the conversation we had at the beginning about us talking about like spirituality and relationship with God and like growing up in the church and at that point I knew I was like giving I was giving way her soul. Mm. <laughs> at that time it was given like I go to like I said, I was in the place where I go to church and get paid. I am your employee. Do not treat me as a congregant, do not yeah. treat me as a member, mm. do not treat me as a friend. I am your employee. what I knew, you know, or what you consider like knowing growing up or whatever, what I had been um, pretty much cultivated to do my whole life. And I would never forget, I, I remember being there and I'm like in tears, like this is so raw. And I think what's interesting now that there's so many um, celebrities, so to call it, or, or influencers that are coming um, out about God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're literally, you got uh, B. Simone, uh, they go to our church. Yeah. Uh, who else you got? You got uh, Alexis Scott. She was on uh, um, Love and Hip Hop or something like that. And now she's, you know, she's reclaimed her life and, um, you know, speaking about her um, relationship with God and how she's been reborn and et cetera. Um, you got even um, Angela White, formerly known as Black China. You had Kanye was also very pinnacle in that from uh, that level of celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I think what was really, really interesting that I saw is that there were so many people condemning him from doing gospel because of what he had, you know, what he had previously done. And I'm like, but ain't that what it's all about? And I think, I think a lot of people judge things and are not willing to be participants of it to see it for what it is. And of course, like, I'm like, you know, I support this because it's my bro, but like, what's the vibe for real? And I remember being in it and I'm like, yo, this is really so God because it's not curated. It's not normal. It's not, it's not church. And I went to church right after that. That's the thing. And what happened for me is I went to church following that, and it wasn't the same vibe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same feel. I did not feel the same level of connectivity standing in the yard on a bench, on a park bench trying right. to see yeah. that I did when I went into those four walls of what is, you know, sometimes, can sometimes be so traditional or so, right? It was just so raw. You could just be, you have fun like fun in church is like for yeah. was forbidden like, like the way that you see praise and worship like and i can appreciate like church now especially the church that we attend is like you couldn't run across the straight stage mm-hmm. and the worship leader back in the day we was out there doing it like <laughs> you stand in place you sing your song you clap your hands you might little, you know get a little bounce if we pull up videos of us singing in college yeah you know about to get no running that. around and nothing like that. Yeah, like not at all. The feel like it, that's how I feel in the moment. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally last week I was jumping in church and they're like, "Is she pregnant for real?" Because she's not giving freaking energy <laughs> at all. Like the fact that you have that much energy to be present and, and giving the emotion and the feeling to not just sing what you're feeling, but to show like, "Yo, this song got me hyped. Yeah. This makes me feel good." Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought that y'all brought to the that was so different from being somebody church, being somebody that's done praise and worship, being somebody that's been singing for the Lord my whole life. It's like, how can we be genuine? Because it don't always feel like, precious Jesus, how I love you. Yeah. It don't always feel like, as the 
No, but like literally, that's how I want to be. Like I want to, I want to feel it every time. Like yeah. I want to feel it in my body. I want to, I want to be present in it. Like every time, like every time I open my mouth to, you know, use the gift that God has given me, whether it be for God or not, you know, I, I just love that feeling. You know, that's where I feel like I feel the most alive. Yeah. And especially during, you know, Sunday service when it's for God, it's, you it's know, like it's perfect. It's, it's right on it. I'm married to the right thing right now. You know? And, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. If anybody's stepped out, you know, and, and doing anything Christian or, you know, proclaiming Jesus is king. Like, that's literally the, the title. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that was in a lot of people's faces. And, you know, knowing his his past and his history, like, people, some people don't want to hear that anyway. You know, right. it's like. It's another, it's another thing. It's another, you know, publicity stunt. Publicity stunt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's. I think that it. It was definitely a moment in time. I, I know that the, the pandemic really came in, shut the world down, and everything. Um, but I was, I was just so, just so proud and so happy, you know, for just being able to be in something that's influencing people, you I know? Just, I don't think you like, realize, like, you know, you're a part of history. Like, real life. You know, like, that's like a, a whole part, a moment in time, moment in time mm-hmm. that 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the line, like, people are going to go back people, to that. But you know, even to this day, it's like, yeah. to this day, because it's going to resurface every 12 days for the next 100 years. Um, <laughs> that's the same video. And, but it's like, you know, like when people, somehow, somebody called me recently and was like, yo, Brad, I want to do this. Um, I want to do like an event at this five blah, 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 on Sunday service. Like it's, it's, it's thing. Oh, that's definitely a thing. Everybody says that. Everybody but, says but, that. But you like, think, it's like, a thing. You have now, now. Like, you were a part of now. It's like creating a sound that people, like, oh, if I'm, like, praise this was given Sunday service. Like, just. Definitely. It was heavily inspired too. And it's so funny because when I first, I did the premiere party in LA, mm-hmm. um, I got a group of singers together and produced them. But actually watching it, they sang, and I was like, oh, snap. That's me. That's crazy. Yes. But even it being in L.A., they play it at parties, bro. Like, it'll be wild, like yo. at the club. That's and I'm crazy. Like, that's me. Power. <laughs> it's literally crazy. You this world today. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that you save this world today. Yeah, he I used really to like to switch it up. I used to oh, like to switch it up. Ah, uh, you did a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you had the other. That was my first one. But like even that, like, just so fun. Like man, like I don't claim to be the best singer. I don't claim to be the most skilled or whatever. But you ain't never finna out sing me. You know, so that, that's what I mean. Having an athletic mindset yeah. when we first moved here, like I don't care what time of the day it is. That's the Chicago. It's go time. It's definitely Chicago too. Like, it's just how it is. Like if we gonna do it, let's do it. You know. You wanna sing on? <laughs> hey. So, so quick story. We sang at Brittany Church when we had our when we had our group in college, our gospel group. 
What was it called? Lyrical Vessels? Lyrical Vessels. <laughs> and niggas did not want to rehearse. I'm like, <laughs> I literally asked, I'm like, y'all trying to suck up there? So, I, I said, do y'all want to suck today? I literally said, <laughs> like, <laughs> why did you say that? Because, because niggas was trying to color their hair that day. Like, they was doing a lot. It was a lot going on. And the and notes went the the together. <laughs> No, I'm talking about like the two members were trying to just do some. Oh shit. man! And um, that's when Steve took the performance over. And <laughs> 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 hey, I was directing there. Joe Jackson. Like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm tired of being in these homes, Grandpa. <laughs> Basically, but it's I, I think it's really really dope what you've been able to uh, create. Like you know, I, I feel proud to be shooting. I was shooting. I was out there when he was yeah. listening. They call me the person with the archives. I'm the friend that has all the things we have ever. She created. got all the embarrassing stuff. Like, but I don't think it's embarrassing. It's like I love to. I love to listen to it. To listen to the progression. Yeah, from whence we the came. Like, even that. If you're saying like I was, I was helping write that stuff. I was helping. Like our backgrounds back in the day were garbage. Like why did we? Like this don't even. <laughs> that don't even make this sense. This don't even make sense. <laughs> like literally, and we out here like, oh, this is fire. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's still a building block to get to where you're going. And I think mm-hmm. the messaging from this is always like to be persistent, to believe in yourself, but to also be willing to master your craft and go through that process because your process didn't start when you got to LA. Your yeah. process started at 10 years old when you started at Breakthrough the Choir. Mm-hmm. Your process then elevated when you became a choir director at Angel. But in that, you were actually having to now, oh, I'm build, I'm creating this sound. We're going to perform an original that, like, and we, arranging, like that was when I was just starting to arrange, arranging hymns, like, yeah, that university choir, not university choir, Angel Harmony and Turning Point, mm-hmm. like I arranged for both. So it's like you, you were already doing. That. Speaking of that, because y'all, y'all need to talk about this Grammys. Oh, uh, not Grammys. <sighs> Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Like how one, how did you get the call to? Right to be the gatekeeper and <laughs> I gatekeeper. for Lizzo, you well, know, that would make sense because he already said when I first got to LA, I did my first gig for her. I said I want to do what you do. So like, you know, and I know I'm not being extra, but it's like you already spoke into, you, you spoke yeah. into existence. Like you are literally like living a life of fulfilled vision mm. yeah. in real life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you're living a life of proclaimed te- like this is what I want. This is what I want to have. This is what I want to do. And that is now you. But back to yours. Yeah, like how how did you one? How did you get to the brand? Because I know you you done it before. Mm-hmm. But how did you now become a director and direct a whole choir? Yeah. The Grammys? How did that happen? So funny thing, going back the year prior, mm-hmm. twenty twenty two, I had done the Grammys with John Legend. Right. Oh, and that was another shut one. up. <laughs> I love you. Love John. before Bro. he gets to John Legend. John Legend came and did this thing one time at Dell State. Did you come to that one? We went to Dell State? No. You didn't come? I don't think I did. We probably didn't have enough room in my van. In Bird. I was probably in practice. Probably. I was a hooper. We were out here la-la-ing. And so John Legend came to Dell State. So we we love John. Like This is when that, what was that album that came out around Uh, the time? Uh, What was it? Uh, Love from the Future? Yes. And so mm-hmm. he's out, but it, we're thinking it's going to be like the concert. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a panel discussion. <laughs> he was there for like the Democratic panel? National Convention or something like that. It was very political. Right? Was, I don't even know what he talked about the whole time. I don't even know what he was there. He talked. And then, he took, and then he took questions, and Steve, <laughs> we're like, Steve, you gotta go. You love John. You gotta go. You love John. <laughs> Steve asked, get up there. 
hello, this is Steve. I said, are you here with my boyfriend? Bro, I cannot get my sentence together. <laughs> we talked about that the whole ride home, bro. Like, this nigga oh, got up there God. and choked. And left John in front of thousands. Voice, left this man in live voicemail. Hello, uh, John. Yes, this is. Well, it's so funny because he was probably like, <laughs> all this political stuff I didn't say, and you didn't ask me about some music. Because I was like, how does an artist or how does it? Some dumb, like, oh man, bro. That was so funny. I knew he was gonna break that up when I said John, but that was even full circle because I feel like in ways John taught me how to sing. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to listen to his stuff so much. He used like to do the the fashion show. He was the music for the fashion shows in college, and all his. Was Pretty much all John Legend. Like mm-hmm. so, that was just even crazy being on the Grammy stage with him, and it was so fun. And the group of people that we did it with, like he wanted, like it was just, it was just a good time, mm-hmm. you know. So transitioning to this year, um, I did Dubai with Beyonce earlier mm-hmm. this year, yeah. and she, so she yeah. we were there, and Lizzo's music director was also in the band. So we were just chopping it up, talking about some music, you know, talking about, you know, other stuff. He's like, yo, I might need you, uh, Lizzo, looking for a choir, you know, for the Grammys. I'm like, all right, bet. So in music talk, a lot of times <laughs> that can talk. be a thing or it can't. Right. You know, and it a lot of t- a lot of times it has to do with the source. This is a good source, so I wasn't like playing it like this ain't gonna happen. But a lot of times it may not happen due to like budget reasons or creative switch ups or whatever. It came through, so bet we we got it started. Um, and at the time, I think they wanted like 50, 50 you had black hit me women. Up before, yes, you hit me up on your you were on your flight coming mm-hmm. back from Dubai. Like you would love, I can hear the voice note be playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be like, yeah, because um, you had been calling me. Like, what is wrong? Like, are you okay? Yeah, because we were on two different time zones. Because mm-hmm. you were still in Dubai, so I'm mm-hmm. like, nigga, you're calling me at like three. <laughs> like, what are you alive? I was so out of. Like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about to board my flight. I'm about to uh, take off from Dubai, but would you be interested in like possibly doing the Grammys? And I'm like, I was at, we were at a hotel, and I looked, I said, I went to the bathroom and I just sat on the toilet, like. Is that on the toilet? <laughs> well, I mean, it was also 4 a.m. Okay. <laughs> Morning tinkle, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like. Because I'm like, I, and I think how I phrased it was, it's like they're looking, but we don't know. Just be on standby. Literally, because I know how it is, and I don't like getting people hype hype for something and it don't fall through. Because I know how quickly this stuff can change. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, you gotta be ready to go, like because things can happen fast. So it ended up, I ended up hitting Britt, our other friend Mayor, and my sister, and we were all, you know, I know all of them have sang their whole life. Angels and stuff together, so I'm like, I need my people on here, you know. Um, and and being in that that leadership role, I even started to understand my power even more. Like, because at, at at the at the point, you know, you know, I I had helped you know pick a a, a good number of the voices, you know, mm-hmm. but you know there was some uh, ins and outs with with certain people, and you know I had to flex like leadership stuff, and it was just like. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It's like 
don't be scared. Like yeah. it was like it was just affirming for me, you know, in that role, you know, because sometimes coming in with different teams and stuff, it's just interesting. But it's like, no, nah, show up as you in yeah. every room. Yeah. I mean, you you're know? also six six, and that helps. Too. And I can't, you can't hide that. <laughs> Ain't no hiding when I walk in the yeah, room. Right, right. You, you know, especially hide. with my hair out, it just there's no hiding. You know, <laughs> so literally the day before we started rehearsing, or no, literally. Literally the day before I started rehearsal, I already had them in a group chat. Like, stand by. Cause I had already told them like, maybe. sorry y'all, maybe next time yes. it ain't gonna work out. So I hit them and I know all of them at work, they doing stuff, and I'm like, can y'all get to LA tomorrow? <laughs> we got rehearsal. Right. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's literally Tuesday. It was they gotta thing. be in LA by tomorrow. By tomorrow for rehearsal at eleven. For rehearsal in, in oh, at ten. Yeah, morning. it was like early. Yeah, it was early, but the, that's not even how he said it. It was like, stand by, he'll come back. Cause I was literally on the phone, like texting and emailing, yeah, like, like, all right, like, all right, y'all, y'all get ready. <laughs> Look, it's book your flights. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> all right, cool. Call me when you get to the house. And I'm like, nigga, what? Like, he's like, it's a go. Y'all, I need y'all to LA tomorrow. Rehearsal starts at ten o'clock. Like, and I'm like, bro, what? Jesus I'm literally Christ. talking to Malk and like. We got kids. Right. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding and I'm like Yeah, it's true. You was breastfeeding. Because I already because you had already told me, so I already knew how long it was gonna like I'm like, yo, I'm about to go to LA for five days. Like I've mm-hmm. never been away from my family for that long mm-hmm. without knowing right. I'm going. Not no fly by night, like No, this is get a flight to LA tomorrow. Yeah. Morning. So I, and this is at it was three PM. This is why having your like, picking your partner matters. Picking the right partner matters. Absolutely. Because you could have been like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck did you go? <laughs> right. And his but response I was, like, was like, you you have to go. Like, like you can't not nah, go. It's the Grammys. It's the Grammys. Like yeah. that was his only response. Like it's the Grammys. Like it don't matter what it takes, how it takes, how to get there. Have you looked at the flight? How much it costs? What we gotta do? Blah blah blah. Don't worry about it. I got I got everything. He was going. That's dope. Yeah, it matters. Dope. It matters, and I, I think that was it was so solid for me. It was like I ain't got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. go, and you like I ain't got nothing to worry about. Y'all get yeah, I, come stay with me. Here. You know, y'all got a place to stay. I'm gonna bribe you around. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be there anyway. You know, <laughs> pull up. We gonna be learning the music. Like it was, it was just like a say less. It was interesting for me because I've been so removed from the music world for so long. <clears> like choosing entrepreneurship from a traditional business standpoint. Versus what I had been doing for so long with yeah. y'all, which was music, you know what I'm saying? For years, it was just music, 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 music. And then I like just, I moved here, started working at a studio. Like, I'm doing music business, music marketing, blah, blah, blah. And then literally just stopped for seven years. Yeah. And so to get that call, I'm like, oh, this nigga still trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany used to be making whole ass orchestrations, like, in her room, bro. Like, producing and just like all these sodas, like, for I was even thanking God during during that because I was praying like God let this come through because it's just like just just what that just made me feel so good like when it went through it was just like yeah my people finna do this they finna get some shine you know what I'm yeah. saying like and y'all do this so it's like it's not like right. anything far fetched yeah right. facts no it you was know? it was it was a definitely different experience but even like. Even stuff like that, though, it's important to know your personnel. I always talk about know your personnel because you gotta also know that your people not gonna take advantage of you because my nigga is oh this is my nigga 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's also we can't handle work. We can't handle work. Like, and I respect you and your art and what you're doing and your leadership and all that stuff like that. So like it ain't, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not speaking on like, you know, not on no like kitty stuff, but like yo, sometimes you can feel entitled because the person that brought me here is also the person that's leaving everything here. So it's like that don't mean I need to be in the front. That don't mean that I'm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like all right, cool. What we gotta do? How we gotta do? What do you need from us? And then how can we be better? Like, we back in the crib, we rehearsing. All right, cool. He like, that ain't the note. That nigga upstairs in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the note. <laughs> like, yeah, that ain't the note. It ain't Do it again, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's literally upstairs in the shower. We all downstairs in the kitchen. We like, that ain't the note. <laughs> that ain't the note. And I'm like, all right. He like, well, you need to get it right. <laughs> we about to go record. You know what I'm saying? But I think, like, even what he was talking about, like, with, um, Jared, it's like being able to. I'm watching my friend do this for so many years mm-hmm. to be on the other end of it to actually go through the process of it, and then you know, like he only a part of the vocal aspect of it. Like it was so much more that we actually are what, in. Yeah. What can y'all share about the Grammys that people don't know? Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> the process is like I think it's you know when you're a consumer of something. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm sure it's the same thing with sports or. Any, any level of anything, when you're a consumer, when you're on the, the lower level of a thing, you are who they're making the product for. And so you can watch it on TV all day long, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, a, it's just a different experience to watch it from a professional aspect of it. Or even like, not, forget the Grammys. Like, let's start with just the artists. Like, mm-hmm. if you've been listening to somebody or watching them on Instagram or watching their shows or you've been one that, like, you, he was studying, he's loved Beyonce, he's loved Kanye his whole life. It's different when you're in their world, though. Yeah. You're no longer the consumer. You are a part of the, what people the are consuming. Thing. Yeah. You're a part of the thing. And so, um, I think it, it's a different. I don't want to use the word pressure because obviously you built for what you built for, um, but it's a different level of like, okay, I can't just be a consumer. Like I have to be. You can't be in all. You can't be starstruck and nothing like that. Starstruck, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's the quickest way to get fired. (laughs) Trying to hug him. (laughs) No, because that's really a thing, and niggas get fired for that. Like you're doing too much. Like like having your phone out. Oh, here she go. You know what I'm saying? Like even, but I think the thing about the entertainment world that I learned in that moment is like, I say it all the time, but like viewer discretion is advised. And it's like, you know, by the time we were on the Grammys, why you didn't tell me? Like, nigga, it don't work like that. What do you mean, why? Right. Like, it doesn't, like, it's not a, it's, that's not how this works. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you I'm out in LA. Yeah, but, but that's I can't it. Tell you. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm on vacation. Working it's on like, I'm, yeah, I can't give you all the details, but it's like, I think it's so dope because you're literally a part of, it's not, it's like a different world. But the level of professionalism and what you're able to create and being, like you said, flexible, adaptable. We literally did choreography for seven hours in one day, only for the next, every, the very next day. Oh, yeah, take all that out. <laughs> and then doing all that and learning a whole new set of choreography for five hours just for Lizzo to come in there and be like, yeah, none of that. You know, it's like, yeah. and th- like that, like, I, for, for me coming back into something could have been frustrating of like, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like what is going like pick it, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like you just kind of just rock with it. It's like you ride the wave of like what this is because you're a part of creation of something. Like half of the stuff that we saw on the actual Grammys, I'm like, damn, they didn't do that, they didn't do this. We were supposed to be here. Like it was so much more that could that we have rehearsed or that they were going to do or this was gonna be and it's like you just adapt 
to what the vibe of the room is. And then just be regular. I think that's the the part of like, you will see these people, but it's like, are you gonna act like you shouldn't be in the room? I feel like people that get starstruck is almost like, it's like as if I'm supposed to still be the consumer. Right, that's true. I'm a part of the art. So why am I looking at you as if, like it's dope. I mean, I also, you know, <laughs> I'm in the, the Lakers uh, stadium where my husband <laughs> is my an avid Lakers fan. <laughs> so I'm like, this is really dope because Dang. I'm more afraid of being kicked off the game than I am about <laughs> trying to show what I'm doing. Dang, yeah, I'd have got you kicked off. I'd have been there. Hey, LeBron, hello. I'd have had a full jersey on there. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Thinking about being on size 17 shit. Like, sir. But it's so yeah. crazy, like it it's so much that goes into a two minute, three minute performance. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Literally. We did all that in five days. Five you know. Days. And some some processes are longer mm-hmm. or shorter. Wow. Literally. Uh, but we did have five days to do that. Um Yeah, and just going through the artist process and that's I can say for Lizzo, Beyonce, Jay uh, Z, uh, Kanye, like I feel like they're all different artists, but everybody got their process. Yeah. So it's gonna be a they have to see it first. Yeah, I gotta feel it. I gotta experience it. You know, uh, I don't really like that. Let's change this or let's yeah. edit this or let's you know. It's always gonna. She be thought we were too theatrical with our movements. Mm-hmm. It's not giving choir. Like literally, like. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> And let's say we got 19 minutes long. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's not giving choir. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to, like, I asked for a choir. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I needed to feel not churchy, but yeah. like a choir. And, and what um, was cool to me about the process, you know, in editing my little recap uh, video for that, first of all, seeing the performance and hearing how the sound hit in the in the stadium is just like, I helped create that. That's crazy. Nah, it's it, it's it crazy. And it's like, it, 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 it's just attesting to my reps that I got in in 2019, working sure. with the choir, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was almost it's like second nature, you know? And being able to, because I just love vocals and just how it just makes you feel, you know? So really getting into the nitty gritty of like how to pronounce certain words or mm-hmm. when to do this or when to do that and having it being executed right off top is just like top tier. Like it was dope for me to just see you in your <clears> element <throat> though. Like I said, like being being your friend and being a part of being a part of the, the genesis of like uh, what we did in college and our group and then being able to watch like I said your elevation, your success and your ascension. It was it's different to be, you know, in the room watching you work and being a part of what you're creating. Um, that that shit was dope for me. Like I'm like, this nigga is really fired. Like not because you my man though. No, like, he really good at what he You doing. really, I mean, is that nigga. He, you, <laughs> on album, you on people's albums? Like so, you I really guess. do it, and, and I think that it made me proud as a friend. You know, to just to be a part of it because you really do it. I'm like, yo, this dude is so much better than even what I feel like because he's like, it's not. This has nothing to do with you being my friend. But or you know or my brother, but I'm like yo, this dude is really good. Like that's how I felt. Yeah. 
the whole time like this dude is really good and then I got to dance and get like that was a whole thing like just getting up like anybody who knows me who's close to me knows that for my entire time knowing you I have said I am like top tier worst dancers ever and it's not even that and it was crazy because Lizzo's creative director was like you don't dance <laughs> like literally said that to me like the, and I think it's so important to just be sometimes you know what I'm saying and just but just like I said flow because she was like I put you where I put you because how, how you look and not in the sense of like, nah, you're not in the back, you're not on the bottom. Like, yeah, I mean, you was literally like, like to Lizzo's left shot. or oh yeah, the gosh, original shot? The original shot, like to, to Lizzo's left, like that. that's where, you know, the original shot or whatever. But she was like, I, I put you there and I left you there for a reason. One, you talk. <laughs> Lizzo's talk. Like, you know, we need to, we need to it needs to make sense. Yeah. But she was also like, like, I put you there, I left you there on purpose. Like, if you look crazy, like, obviously we would have had to move. <laughs> You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's just like no, like you, you don't, you don't dance is actually more surprising to me than you do because you look like you've been doing this, and I'm like that's just a testament to like just operating in like your vibe, like what he was talking about, like Focus. I do this, <clears throat> yeah. and I hadn't, done, I had been so out of practice. I think that was more nerve wracking for me of like, all right, what happened? <laughs> Slide some more into your vocal cords, you know what I'm saying? Because especially my bones. Experiencing what you've been experiencing, but also being able to incorporate like your family. Man, that was like I said, like having y'all there was just like, like literally, some of the closest people to me mm-hmm. are in the room right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just made me feel like, like I'm bringing bringing my people. Because it's, it's very, very easy to, I can see in this industry, to lose yourself or get, just get, just go off course. Mm-hmm. And I'm very adamant about keeping my close family and friend relationships because at the end of the day, that's all you have, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, a big mission of Live Now um, is really capitalizing and like really understanding the relationships you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we wait till tragedy happens to express how much someone means to us mm-hmm. or the fact that we love somebody or saying that verbally to them so they can hear it and experience it. Um, and for me, I'm very adamant about, especially when it aligns, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I know it was, Mary's kind of just getting to the life, but you and Sydney, like, I gotta make provisions. I have mm-hmm. I have a child, you know what I'm saying? I So it was different layers, but I, I just knew it was gonna be you know, something that we all will remember, forever. you know, forever. And it ain't going to be the last, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just it's just very important to me. And I'm in a place now of, because I feel like I was the person that was so hungry for I just didn't know the information. Yeah. Like, literally, we used to be in the breezeway, like, how we get to sing at the Grammys? Or how we, and literally, we, we just did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I crazy? Crazy? Yeah, yeah, I did, you should say that. Literally. You wrote a song about this. <laughs> I can't. I'm right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm cut. This, this, this is the part of the show. I'm hungry for it. Okay. Okay. This is the part of the show where we take when we go and talk about 
my life lessons. Yes. Mm. Um, I guess I, I guess I can start with my life lesson from this conversation. Is life has its twists and complete turns, and what you've been doing in one part of your life may not be the same. You know, ten years down the line, you may be in a whole different realm. Um, but you may go through some stuff, but you typically will always come out better, wiser, and more skilled. For sure. Mm. Um, from hearing this conversation, you you was in a comfortable space, got uncomfortable, to just now blossom it and, and become more skillful in what your gift was, and now just cultivating your gift even more. So mm-hmm. it's crazy to see. You know, that's my life lesson. Though. I would say my life lesson is. Um Never forget why you decided to start something because I think, um, like, even with the whole branding situation, it made me, you know, return to like just like literally my first love, which is music. And like, I'm like, yo, I need to be doing this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to know how I can do this in Atlanta. I ain't ain't always gonna be able to fly to LA on a one day notice, one day notice, but what, how can I curate that and, and you know, start to rebuild and rebrand that where I am because Atlanta is also you know a, a huge place for the same stuff um, and so I think it's like never forget like why you started something or where you started because just because you put it on the back burner for a season or a moment and you do something different doesn't mean that it doesn't have its opportunity and it won't come back and come back full circle in the magnitude like that and I think what was really really powerful in that moment for me is like I had literally just decided to make a life pivot so to have that was kind of like, you know, for me, it was like a sign from God saying like, it's okay. It's okay to stop. It's okay to mm-hmm. not do what you've been doing because there are things that you've done before that might just poof, come back in the play and, and in a very, very major way. And it don't even have to be, you got to start from the bottom. Like for that, it's like, it was giving, it's okay to transition. It's okay to do something different. Because what you might think you lost in over time, don't forget I've already built you for those things beforehand. So yeah. I would say, you know, just stay stay the course and always remember who you are and why you are and what you've been created to do and the things that you love. Um, because money ain't everything. Money ain't one thing. Yeah. It's right up there with oxygen, too. Right. However, um, it's also important to find those things that you love and those things that you would do, you know, with the Grammys closet, I don't know if it, he was like, well, how much it pay? I don't know. But if it pay nothing, I'm going. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's having that kind of level of passion that I'm willing to yes. do whatever, regardless of what the outcome is financially. I want that. I miss that feeling. Mm-hmm. You get it from stuff that you've been doing for so long. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think my life lesson, and I feel like it's an ever-evolving life lesson, is to begin to just know yourself and just like figure out um, you as a person even outside of what you do mm-hmm. because you are not what you do okay. you know yes I sing and I'm a singer but that's not everything yeah. you know I feel like at a point in my life um, younger you know I was so immersed in it just like music is life like yes. you know what I'm saying that's, that's my everything but it's so much more beauty to life and there's so many um, ways to evolve mm-hmm. and progress um, that you're going to need you know if you're in the, this industry or in entertainment period um, because it's a lot of a lot of demons it's a lot of things 
you know, coming your way. And it's a lot of just stuff, just how the world works, you know, you know, just how everything is set up. It's all a distraction, you know, in a way. So, you know, me moving to L.A. was the first time I, I actually got to sit with myself. Mm-hmm. Prior to the pandemic, where we were forced to sit down, when I first moved to LA, that was my first time. Like, okay, who are you? Yeah. What do you like? Why do you respond this way when you see this? Or mm-hmm. why do you, you know, what I'm saying, like getting down to my patterns, being becoming more aware, you know. And I feel like that's just informed me in my art even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm in a place of like, you know, just building up myself emotionally, spiritually, you know, financially, like just becoming healthy in all areas, mm-hmm. you know, because I could lose my voice tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As much as I love this, as wow. much as I would do it to the day I die, I could lose my voice tomorrow. What else do I have? Mm-hmm. What else am I bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. Because I'm at the point now where it's like, this ain't my only gift. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is the only thing God has blessed me with. So I have to, in music now, you really got to use everything you know because mm-hmm. it ain't, a, <laughs> it ain't no money just in singing no more. So hey, you I just got to sound like Mar- Mariah Carey. I love it. Now, this, this has been another one. Yes. Another episode. Tell everybody how they can find you, uh, how they can connect with you and listen to your content. You got some dope music, um, dope projects, but you can tell everybody like what you're working on and where they can find you, what they can consume. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at need4 underscore Steve, N-E-E-D-F-O-R underscore Steve. You can also follow me on Instagram um, for my brand page, Live Now Culture. Um, and this is my 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 baby, my my mission um, for to 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 really feed into and pour into the full artist, you know. Yes, skill-wise and learning the business and understanding how to navigate this industry, but also um, your mental health, mm-hmm. your wellness, the wellness outside of when you're when you're not touring, when you're not gigging. Like, you know, how's your mental state? How's the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I'm beginning to speak to a lot of those things, and I have a lot of amazing projects coming up that I want you guys to be in tune with. So feel free to follow. underscore two underscore zero on IG. And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod um, on all platforms at all, uh, as well. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Yes, uh, if yes. you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. Yes. Um, because when you rate and you review our show, it allows us to get more, vis- more visibility so we can share our message, share our stories, um, and be able to impact the world a little more too with our voice. So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.